the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Oh, turn it up. Darling, you got to let me know. Yeah, there's probably a lot of, you know, presidential Democratic candidates singing this song right now, right? Right. Um, I can think but, of some I'd like to see go. Um, <laughs> but we may have a new one come jumping in, right? So so is Michael Bloomberg, is, did he announce he's running or not, or do we know I don't yet? know. I, d- I did see the headline. All right. So this was not too long ago. This was CNN, you know, panel discussion about eight months ago. Welcome. This is Financial Future Thought, by the way. Re-election in New York three times, but he also was a centrist, a self-described centrist. The great centrist here. Of left, uh, left of center Democrats who were really vocal about uh, positions like Medicare for all, wealth taxes, something that he kind of had already dismissed. So there were questions about that too, Jake. All right, Christina, I'll ask you on the Bloomberg beat for us. Uh, let, let's discuss this. And, and Bakari, I hope I'm, you won't be mad at me for betraying the fact that when I announced that Bloomberg is not running for, for president, you did. So they're dead. saying that eight months ago he's he announced he was not running for president. Recap for the White House in 2020. Why were you? Why are you? Uh, you know, there, there comes a certain point in time when people who have no ability to win, no pathway to the presidency, uh, should take a step back and not do this as a vanity mm-hmm. project. If so this kind of panel wasn't really big on him running. So be it. I mean, I guess that is kind of counterintuitive when somebody ran for president as a vanity project in 2016 and became president of the United States. However, I, I just feel as if there are people who are adding substance to that to that discussion. I don't think Mayor Bloomberg was one. What do you think of this all? Look, I, I think it's illustrative of where the party's going, the Democratic Party's going. Right? You heard reporting right there. It says he saw that the party's lurching to the left, and he's a centrist, and, and there's no room for him in the party. Hmm. So I think that's pretty telling, right? If Michael Bloomberg, if Howard Schultz is getting heckled for saying... Things like, you know, hey, I don't think Medicare for all may be viable. The Green New Deal may not be the best deal at all. And they're getting booed These and shouted down. gung-ho socialist kids. They are not happy. The I was going to say, I wouldn't even. Running as an independent. No, no, but I'm saying he's yeah. still getting booed by the Democrats. I have to say, like, uh, Jackie, I don't know how much of a centrist he is. He's right. very So he's trying to pedal it back because maybe a centrist is the only way they're going to uh, beat Trump. Guns, climate change. And he's more conservative on economic issues and foreign policy issues. But. 
I don't know that that's a centrist. You know what I mean? No. I mean, in this field, it might be. Okay. Uh, there, uh, his, his lane, we keep on talking about lanes, it wasn't clear where he fit in. And also, it, it, it was hard to think of another, you know, white guy being... Um, oh, brother. Well, I mean, we're, we're going uh, to have two in, old in, white billionaires running? Figure ...being the most viable person in this Oh, that'll, that'll very keep people up in arms and put people of, in tears. Of, of Kenneth, but I, I will say, I don't think this means... Bloomberg's going to throw in with Trump. I think he's oh, going to no. be. I think if, well, you said he, that he doesn't fit into the Democratic Party. I think he's going to put his money uh, in, into this race and into. No. Well, I, well I Kara, he certainly has a lot of money. I mean, you know, right. Trump, you know, Trump is rich, but you right. know, Bloomberg's wealthy. Right. Well, and I don't think that really, when you think about it, they should call it the Socialist Party because because what I thought of, and I know when we talk to people of what the traditional Democrats were. People that say they're Democrats are not are far from what Democrats people used to think of the Democratic Party. It should be the Socialist Party. Right. Well, you know, Bloomberg always said that if Biden faded, right, because Biden was kind of like the most central of the you know po- the, the the ones that could possibly win, right? So by our Bloomberg always kind of said if he fades, and it, 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 he's jumping in. Okay. Because, you know, he is, you know, again. Oh, no, but what about you know, another white male? I love how they said that. Like, to me, it's just the best person that's going to run this country and do what's best for the American well, people, it's, it's not. not. Well, as, as an old white right. billionaire oh, male, right. you know, a Washington outsider. It, it's right. a, hey, not, you know, yeah. let's roll. You know, I mean, cage match, Carrie, let's go. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't know if. Um, so he is the centrist in the sense that, you know, he's for gun control, but not Medicare for all. Right. Mm, yeah. Um, and I mean, I just can't wait to see his tax returns. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, Trump's still battling, you know, about, right. you know, his tax returns. I can't wait to see Bloomberg's. I mean, I, I mean, man, you know, you know, we're talking big, you know, tax planning. Right. I, I want to learn what he's been doing. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see if, you know, obviously he's not uh, been shy about, you, you know, that he's not a big Elizabeth Warren fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and supposedly, you know, some polls have her leading the pack right, right now. And I think that may just be fueling him to get started. Well, did you see that study when she came about Medicare for All that um, there was a study on how social medicine, socialist medicine is working in United Brit- um, Britain and Great Britain, and they were talking about how bad the weights are for specialists and and the statistics that people there are not happy with it and you know cancer people it's months before they're seen people have passed away waiting you know because they have forms of aggressive cancers even wait times in an er for somebody who's serious can be four hours yeah yeah (laughs) i mean and you know and 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 just to share numbers um so, you know, so again, but I don't think there's any chance that Medicare for all c- could ever be implemented. I mean, not no. the way they're talking about right now. Now, what's Bloomberg's solution? I don't know. I'm still waiting for the Republican solution, quite frankly. I think we just have Obamacare uh, keeps going and you just, you know, tweak it. I think it's here to stay. and I think you got right. to tweak it. But, you know, that back to the tax return. So, you know, so Bloomberg, he was what? Mayor from New York City, right, Carrie? What do you mm-hmm. have? Three terms, I think, or yeah. something. Um, so... But he was a centrist even when that time with his tax returns. In other words, he you know he wouldn't release his tax returns, right? Okay, but what he did was once a year he would invite the press into his office and he would let them review a redacted copy okay. of the tax returns. In other words, he showed them what he wanted to show him. 
show them. But you know what? Honestly, return. don't you want about somebody's policies and well, how they're me, making yeah, things better? I mean, better? I mean, what is America going to do with the But uh, it was just funny because so. But that was centrist position. He said, "Well, yeah, I'm going to release my. I'm not going to release my whole tag but I'm going to let you tell you. You know. But then he would some like for, sometimes forget to get the important parts. You know. You know. Um, but like, I think it's so irrelevant. Or, you know, are you helping? But what he did do is like he would say he wouldn't say well, how much tax he paid per se, but he he would say what effective tax rate he's in. Mm-hmm. You know, so at the time, That's more realistic. He, well, at least you know now he's not. You know, he is paying taxes. You know, so at the time he was saying he was in about a thirty-five percent, you know, federal and about an eight, you know, New York's, you know, eight point eight percent New York income tax. So mm-hmm. he was saying that, but you know, and then he he, he would disclose information about his homes. He got, he's got a lot of homes, Carrie. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, kind of a long list: um, New York City, London, Bermuda, Vail. You know, the Hamptons, Florida. You know, and sometimes you good would, for him. And sometimes you'd forget the, the like the the, the 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 include the list of ones he just bought. You know, like the five hundred thousand you know second home in the Hamptons, and they're okay. like, "Well, Michael, didn't you just buy a home?" He goes, "Oh, I forgot about that one." Well, yeah, you got so many. I guess uh, it's easy to do. You know, so we'll see. Um, we'll see if he throws his hat in, and we'll see if he uh, we can get a copy of his tax returns on the internet, Carrie, and I'll share them with the audience. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10. We're an educational uh, radio talk program here to give you helpful information about issues that may impact your financial life. And that's for people who are working and thinking about their financial future or people in retirement that want to learn how to use the opportunities, avoid potential problems and financial disruptors, and how do you address issues like rising health care costs, inflation, market volatility, uh, potential long-term care, income replacement. And if you're in the camp that believes tax rates are going to go up in the future and we have these more favorable rates, you need to be proactive and use opportunities that exist in this complicated tax code. The estate planning team has been around more than 34 years in the greater Cleveland area, and we help people solve problems, save money, um, and build custom financial plans. We do not manage our clients' investments um, or our assets in any way. Our clients either do their own investing or we work closely with their existing investment advisor, because we firmly believe in coordination of advisors to get a better result. What we do, if you want to know, is we build financial plans. We use do financial modeling. We do analysis so people know timing of Social Security, pension election options, um, and other financial Roth conversion. I know, Mark, you're going to talk about case studies today. Right now we're in year-end planning, and are there opportunities that you may be able to take before your end that can make an impact in the future, save you money. Um, you don't want to, each tax year stands alone. So you want to make sure that you're using every opportunity. Is there gifting, Roth conversions, IRA distribution, the qualified charitable distribution? Um, if you're working, some people have stock options and timing of all of this um, and bonuses and, and making sure you're coordinating with the CPA or your tax preparer on your safe harbors and all those issues. We do offer a free, no obligation consultation for people who want to come in and look at your end issues or, or help with anything else that we address. We will soon be working on our January planning classes. And again, I mentioned we've been around more than 34 years, but we also um, are A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau and accredited, uh, and I'm sorry, A-rated and accredited better business and A-rated on Angie's list. And we've won the Super Service Award multiple years. But you can call for a free consultation at 440 440- 
440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. We can do consultations by phone or in person. And you can also visit the website for um, contact us through there as well at financialfoodforthought.com. And I wanted to um, remind people, you know, happy veter- early Veterans Day on Monday. And tomorrow is the... Right, Carrie, Carrie, military bride, right? Uh, you know, your, your I, I missed there was, was in the Marines, right? right? So I have missed the Marine Corps. I haven't in the last few years on this radio show, so I put a little so sticker note on my calendar. So what is it? It's the Marine Corps Mar- birthday tomorrow, November tenth, and Veterans Day on Monday. Right, Veterans Day, very good. Okay, uh, you know, so so you know, uh, one of the reasons why you know Michael Bloomberg may be so against. The Elizabeth Warren and the Democratic Socialists, you know, wealth tax uh, is because uh, if he if he can sidetrack her POTUS campaign uh, possibility, it could save his family millions, if mm-hmm. not billions of dollars. You don't think that's any motivation for him, do you? Carrie? Hmm. Um, so we'll see. Um, well, I saw Bill Gates was not happy about Elizabeth Warren's wealth tax either. Yeah, because he's he's OK paying, you know, some, but not. He said, I've paid. What did he say? Like ten billion, or I mean, there was some or ten. I forgot how many. What he's paid in taxes? It was a astronomical number. Um, so you know, and, and you know, we mentioned that you know Bloomberg isn't really big on Medicare for all, and you know we've been talking about that a little bit. It is open enrollment season, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's all on our minds, and right. Um, and you know, we had some good news on the Obamacare exchanges, Carrie. You know, they're okay. saying that they're for the first time, um, it's coming down. Mm. Um, well, I don't know. I think all everybody else projections for twenty twenty healthcare is going up. Well, premiums, I, right? But they're saying that you know that, that they're actually thinking that, um, and even in Ohio, if you're going on the exchanges, that it, it's um, it's going to be a percentage decrease hmm. um, from the previous year. So, is Obamacare finally working? In other words, hmm. what they always promise is that it would bring in premiums down eventually. And I don't know how when health, the cost of health care keeps going up, the health, the cost of prescriptions keep going up. I get, you know, that's part of that was part of the overall plans. A- again, I, I don't know how you get you uproot the Affordable Health Care Act now. I mean, I, I and I because I don't really believe that even if one of the Democratic Socialists got the presidency, they don't have enough con- Congress. Does, there's not enough votes in Congress to uh, yank out, you know, and uh, go for the, you know, yank out the private insurance industry in this country and, and go with the. But, you know, it's not only the socialists who are backing the Medicare for all care. You're also going to get hit from the some of the religious groups. Right. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are there are groups out there that argue it's a moral obligation for the government to, you know, go to a Medicare for all. Mm. Right. Um, and, you know, one group in particular, they're called Faith and Healthcare. All right. And they're saying, you know, the core argument in favor of universal health care is a moral one, especially for people of faith. So now they're, you know, saying, OK, you know, you know, because they'll tell you all the stories about you right. know, the individuals that without health care and wound up, pat, you know, dying right, right. without health care coverage. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they, they, they give you those headlines. You know, our current system is a moral failure and we must change it. Right? I'm not saying that, that it's not. I mean, 
there there's an issue of what's ideal and what's realistic. And when the government gets involved in things, it usually doesn't work out right, well, nor do I think, and I agree, I think a lot of people agree that I don't want the government getting involved in health care decisions. And that's what happens. Right. Or do are, does anybody really know what it would cost? No, because you can't quantify. I mean, I think it's too hard well, you to know, predict. A lot of them are doing using those government, you know, calculators, Carrie. And, oh, absolutely. And doing the fuzzy math, including the Political Economy Research Institute. Have you ever okay. heard of them, Carrie? No. Okay, they're out of University of Massachusetts Amherst. Okay, so they did a white paper, and some are calling it the most, you know, comprehensive look at the uh, the potential cost actual cost implementation cost of a Medicare for all plan for this country, right? Um, and, you know, they're claiming, um, okay, we did the math and we have the results. Okay. Um, the U.S. can provide universal, comprehensive, no copay, no deductible coverage at a cost that is $5.1 trillion less than we pay now. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't know how that, because I can't predict in my family what my health care costs will be given in any one year. So I don't know how they well, can do that for I don't have time on the show, Carrie, to go through the whole 200 pages. No, okay? I but, just think they're... But let me just give you the, the bullet points. Right. Okay. Um, you know, so how do they, th- how does the Perry Group say we right. raise the money to do it? Okay. Well, first of all, you know, the net worth tax. Okay. What, you know, um, now remember right. uh, Elizabeth Warren saying she wants that to start at what, like 30 million or 50 yeah. million or whatever. Okay. They're, they've lowered the ratchet a little bit. Oh, you think? Group. Yeah. Um, They're going to have to. It, it's, it's, it's now a million. Okay. It's so not everybody. It's not a 30 million or 50 million. Now it's a million. Oh, well, that makes sense. I was going to say, okay. yeah. Um, now, still, a million is a lot in net worth, but when you add in, you know, real estate and, real estate. and life pop, insurance, perhaps business ownership. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Um, now, um, and by the way, it's a, uh, you know, a, a 0.38% rate. Okay. Um, all right. Um, they want the businesses, obviously, but they also. They want to put a new value-added tax. I see. Okay, a 3.75% sales tax on non-necessities, which includes exemptions for food and beverage consumed at home, housing and utilities, and education and nonprofits. This tax would only apply to the wealthiest 12% of U.S. households. Well, how do they determine, how are they going to watchdog that? I mean, that's going to cost another I mean, division you, to I mean, watch. Do you, you get a card or something? So when you go to the, you know, the, the marks <laughs> that they say, are you in the top 12 percent? Well, yeah. I don't know how you do it. Or at the end of I don't know how they do it because you don't report what your purchases are and your tax return at no. the end of the year. So and and I, how, are, how are they going to quantify? What was did they say out of necessity? My necessity, Mark, may be different than your necessity. Well, it would exclude food and beverages. Does that mean right. beer? I probably not. Right. Um, you know, um uh, education and non I don't know how they're going to do it, Carrie. I That's mean, what I'm it, saying. It's going to be grave as pet food. Pet foods are optional. I mean. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what if you're eating the pet food? I right. mean, you know, I mean. But I'm uh, saying, I mean. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how would you even watchdog it? Uh, see, that's Who's a nightmare. Who's going to collect the tax? That's I, a nightmare. Who's collecting that tax? I don't get it. I mean, I don't even know how it's out, you know, whatever. And then the last thing, of course, they want to do is, you know, tax long-term capital gains as ordinary income. So, you know, that's been mentioned. You know, right. uh, there's a lot of Democratic socialists who say this long-term capital gain tax rate's got to go. 
mm-hmm. because it's only the wealthy who are participating. Well, I don't know. In it. We have we have clients that aren't ultra wealthy or moderate estates that still take advantage of those zero capital gains. I mean, those are you know this is why we know what the tax laws are today, or at least in the the interim. So you want to take advantage of opportunities that exist in this comp- complicated tax code and look for opportunities where you can. As much as planning is about saving money and solving problems, it's giving people clarity whether they're working or in retirement of. What's realistic? What can you afford to spend? How do you create that income you need um, during your retirement um, as tax efficiently as possible? So, And if you're working, how do you set things up so that you're in a position and you have different um, buckets or pots of money and different taxed in different ways so that you can make those maneuvers? And we offer a free consultation so you can see how our process is different. We have both hourly and retainer options for people who want a little bit of help or a lot of help. And um, the free consultation is no pressure. We want people to want to work with us. So if you'd like to take advantage of a free consultation, leave a message or you can give us a call on or we'll call you back on Monday or you can visit the website at 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. All right, you're listening to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 34 years. And again, over those 34 years, we certainly have gone through a lot of presidential campaigns and elections, and we've had to uh, you know, listen to a lot of uh, potential uh, POTUS candidates campaign promises that never seem to come to fruition, right? So don't get too excited when you hear about, you know, the wealth tax and the Medicare for all and because and, uh, chances are, you know, the president by themselves doesn't have enough power to make sweeping major tax law changes. All the power is in the Congress. And as long as we have a split Congress, which America tends to always bring us back to, then the, you don't see these huge campaign promises ever, you know, getting done. But here's that, you know, I was talking about, and, 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 you know, I was talking about the Affordable Health Care Act. So, yeah, so it's even the Trump administration, Carrie, who's saying it's working. because right. you know, So they're the ones who come out and said, you know, the average premium for the benchmark plan will drop by 4%, okay, in 38 states, okay, Um uh, so that and, and Ohio, the Ohio uh, Cleveland dot com reported that uh, 2020 an average premium decrease carry of seven point seven percent. It's a first decrease since the health care marketplace unveiled seven years ago. OK, and it's more evidence that the controversial ACA is working. OK, about two hundred and six thousand Ohioans are, are getting their insurance through the exchanges carry. Um, the average annual premium in 2019 was about 6192 and in 2020, that's projected to drop to 5690 That's before any of the tax credits or subsidies. Okay, so there you go. So um, I think Obamacare is here to stay. I think uh, Medicare for All is a pipe dream. And I think, uh, you know, they've got to work on the what you what we've always said, Carrie, not the insurance end of it. No, the actual expenses. Right. Mm hmm. Um, so you mentioned, you know, year end planning. And one of the things is, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're doing this at home and, you know, you're saying, well, what should I be doing, Mark? And, and as they say, planting, we're very active planners, Carrie, right? In other words, we're always at it. 
Um, it's not the idea, you know, that you do a financial plan once and put it in the sock drawer for 30 years and mm-hmm. then never look at it again. That's not the concept, right? The concept is, yeah, yeah, you always have a, a, a plan that's based on, you know, your most, uh, you know, current, realistic, conservative assumptions. But you're also working every 12 months on, on what's really happening. You know, you've got your financial model looking out for the future, but you also got to manage every 12 months. Right. And, and sometimes it's a little thing. So so, you know, what do we talk about, you know, year in planning? Well, one, you know, if here's, you know, four simple things, you know, one, what are we doing for our clients right now? Well, don't if, if you do, if you are subject to required minimum distributions, Carrie, don't miss it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so if and especially if you've got multiple IRA accounts or SEPs or 401ks or 403bs and maybe you and your spouse have, you know, their own, your own and that even adds to the number you have total outstanding. Uh, especially if both of you are now in a required minimum stage, right? So the idea is, you know, do you have your cheat sheet going? Do you have, you know, at the beginning of the year, you know, you want to list out every one of your IRAs and the 1231 balance because that's what the required minimum is based on. And then you want to look and get the and get from the custodian actually what they calculate the required minimum. Now, if you want to check the number, that's fine. Right. You can look at the uniform table and get your, your attained age this year and get the divisor and make sure that the number that you calculate matches the number that your custodian calculated. Mm-hmm. By the way, if it doesn't match, call them and say, well, how did you calculate it? Because right. I must be doing something wrong. Right. Um, but secondly... You might not take it off from, you know, each individual. You mm-hmm. can commingle as long as they're all IRAs, right? It's different if you can't commingle, you know, separate comp- you know, qualified plans. But, you know, assuming they're all IRAs, you can commingle. Um, but then you always got to make sure that you got enough out, for, you know, in total, right? Um, also, you know, if you're making withholding elections or planning on making withholding elections, make sure you note that on your cheat sheet. Because, Carrie, how many times over those decades when the 1099Rs come out, the amount that was shown in the withholding, whether it be federal or Ohio, didn't match what we knew the client did. Right. Okay? And, and you know, and 1099Rs are wrong all the time. You know, people are surprised when we say that. But they're wrong all the time. Every year, Carrie. I don't know which of our clients right. are going to get an incorrect one, but has there, has there been a recent year gone by where we haven't had to get corrected? I don't even think in the last 10 years no, we haven't. No. Um, W-2s are really wrong. 1099-Rs are wrong all the time. Um, all right. Um, all right. So that that's you know one thing. And if you're doing a qualified charitable distribution that you had mentioned, Carrie, make sure you note that. You know, Make sure you cross your T's and dot your I's there. Make sure you keep a copy of the, if you're telling your custodian to send you the check that's made out to charity, and then you're going to hand deliver it to the charity, make sure you keep a copy of it. Make, if, you, if, it's going, if it's going directly from your IRA custodian to the charity, make sure you get a acknowledgement from the charity. <laughs> I mean, keep a good paper trail and, and yeah. docu- documentation. Be, because the 1099-R does not specify anywhere under the current you know, version of it that you did a QCD, and that's causing problems. Right. Um, you know, because, you know, the robot might forget to ask you, hey, did you do a QCD this year, Mrs. Smith? Or when uh, you're just dropping off stuff to your tax preparer, you might forgot to tell forgotten to tell them that a portion was for a QCD. OK, um, so the idea is you've got this cheat sheet of what you're, you know, of what you're planning on doing. And then when the 1099 hours come in, you can check them off. 
And 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 you can say, okay, I'm expecting four of them. I'm some of our clients carry get eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're only getting one, it's pretty simple, right? But the idea is, if you're expecting eight or nine, you might forget one. If you don't have that checklist, you might not even realize you don't have them. Right. All, all right. Um, you know, and and so you've got the checklist. You can see if the withholding matches. You can see, you know, is it okay? Second thing is about that withholding. So this is the time of year you want to check to make sure you've got enough estimated taxes paid in. You know, the, you're working with your current year safe harbors or your previous year safe harbors, right? Um, and the, if you're short. You know, and you still have to do a required minimum distribution. Well, now maybe you now how know how to adjust the withholding, uh, you know, amount based on what you still need to get to your safe harbor. Right. Okay. Um, and if and if you don't know what we're talking about, talk to your tax preparer. You know. You know. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about the case study today, right? Um, okay. So let's say you've done that. Let's say you've got your cheat sheet and you've got all your required minimums covered. Let's say you've got your safe harbors covered. Okay, uh, next is how's your cash reserve doing? Okay, um, do you need to build it up? Is your cash reserve, you know, that's one of the main things to protect yourself against a, an economic downturn is if you've got an adequate cash reserve so you don't have to sell your stocks in a down market if you don't have to, right? And you can keep your you know, retirement lifestyle going. So uh, do you need to build up your cash reserve? Well, maybe you need to take out a little bit more than the required minimum. Now, of course, your investment advisor is not going to ask you about that, but we certainly ask our clients about that all the time. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's you know, what do you need to manage, your, you know, your your life? And and, you know, so, you know, you look at that. Another thing at this time of year, if your cash reserve is low, you might want to, you know, call up your mutual fund companies. If you've got taxable accounts, um, call up those mutual fund companies. And say, hey, this year, if you're going to kick out those capital gain distributions this year, don't reinvest them. I need them. I need the money for cash flow. So I don't mind if you're locking in gains. I know that's what you guys do for a living, um, you know, which you're rebalancing my account or whatever, or it's a good year in the market. So I, there may be some capital gain distributions from the mutual fund companies. A lot of times it happens in November, right. December, right? But if your cash reserves low, maybe instead of having re- reinvested, maybe you say, hey, this year, send them to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was a thought. Um, all right. Um, but let's say your cash reserve floor is you've got that covered. Okay, so you've got, you know, you've got your RMDs covered. You've got your safe harbor withholding taxes covered. You don't, your cash reserve is all in, in tip, top shape. Are we done, Carrie? No. No, because now we say, okay, now we, maybe we're going to start playing the tax limbo game, right? And say, okay, where are you are right now? So now we've got the latest year-to-date information. Now you're talking to you or coordinating with your CPA, and we're saying, okay, where do you stand on a current year pro forma and from taxes and do you have room before your next tax threshold whether that be you know maxing out the zero long-term capital gain rate maybe it's where you don't want to have your medicare premiums go up you know maybe that's where your your social security jumps up to 85 percent taxable you know what's your next tax threshold so the idea is you know the idea if i've got room i might want to take i might want to trigger something that that uses up that room and because if I don't use it this year, I kind of lose it, so to speak, in the tax code. So I want to do that. And so now, even though I don't need the money right now, I'm doing it for a tax strategy that I'm going to now maybe convert that to Roth IRA. So when I need it in the future, it will be tax free. OK, um, so that's the idea of, you know, you know, doing a Roth conversion at year end. Um, so those are just, you know, that's a kind of simple list. Um, and then, you know, we can talk about 
um, you know, how we would uh, implement that in, 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 in a case study. So, Kara, I'm mm-hmm. going to get that up in one year. All right. How, you know, how and pay attention to these case studies because those are things we help people. And that's what we're doing this time of year, really looking for opportunities for people that can make a big difference. And maybe you're going to be okay, but why not take advantage of opportunities? You know, and it's about being better. Can you improve the situation? You know, sometimes those tax savings cumulatively last week, and you can listen to um, check out our website for our podcast. I talked about a case, you know, over the last, I think it was eight years, we've um, been able to generate 50000 of income from tax qualified assets and pay zero taxes because it was looking at that year and year, every year, you know, money that she had in IRAs and annuities. Um, and maxing out that zero tax bracket. And that's huge over time to have $50,000 you pay no taxes on. And that's just one example of things that we do for all of our clients. And you can call the estate planning team for a free consultation at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Okay, so Carrie, so when we're talking about year-end planning, does that include Black Friday shopping? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I would think so. I think so. I would think so. I mean, how could you not? You know? I, yeah, I don't. I don't do that. So, um, well, you know, you know, Thanksgiving's late this year, right? Very, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so black. So no one's waiting for Black Friday, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Black Friday. It's, I, I'm being inundated with Black Friday ads. You know, I mean, it seems like they're announcing them, you know, over the years long before yeah. Black Friday, right? And the old days of Black Friday are gone now with you know free delivery. Right. Who's waiting in what line? I think it's you know. bigger size. Oh, I mean, it, the crowds are still crazy oh, the day not after. Not me, Carrie. But, oh, uh, I don't either. But what is it? Cyber Monday's the big thing now. But, you know. So, um, you know. So w- with Black f- with Thanksgiving falling not to the twenty eighth, right? That's that cuts mm-hmm. out a week some of, of what you normally have for Christmas shopping, right? And so the retailers are really worried about that, right? Um, you know, actually, Carrie, we can thank you know FDR for the the, the concept of a Black Friday. Okay. So do you know the history? Thanksgiving, anything? No. Okay. Um, I mean, you mean Thanksgiving? You mean, well, you mean you the know, day it, after? It will, I know history of Thanksgiving. Well, Abe Lincoln started. Right. Abe Lincoln created the national holiday. Okay. Okay. That was in 1863. Okay. And at the time, um, you know, it took a while. I mean, I think they debated it for about 40 years, Carrie. Uh, mm-hmm. And Lincoln, you know, declared that it would be celebrated each year on the last Thursday of November. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then we get to you know the Great Depression. Okay, so FDR was you know felt pressure or you know was trying to help the retailers, right? right. You know, in 1939, he declared Thanksgiving would be celebrated on the second to last Thursday of November. Okay, okay, um, to allow an extra week for the you know shopping before christmas right thinking that that was going to help you know the struggling right. businesses okay so that was kind of the concept you know of you know that the, what we look at today how you know that right friday after thanksgiving all of a sudden became a big you know shopping craze um you know and then um and then, you know, but then it was a few years, but I guess that didn't catch, I guess people weren't really happy about that. So then a few years after 1941, Roosevelt, after receiving much criticism and opposition, signed a bill saying that Thanksgiving would be celebrated on the fourth Thursday of November. So that's a little history of that. Hmm. Um, so there we go. Um, all right. So let's go. 
um, a case study. So this was, you know, an interesting um, case study. And it, it's it, what we always talk about the state planning team is the idea of, you know, coordinating advisors, right? It, mm-hmm. it, if you're going to do this all on your own, you know, chances are you're not going to have as much success as if you get your, you know, your advisors working together on mm-hmm. the plan, right? And that also doesn't mean necessarily that each advisor is working in their own vacuum and is never talking to each other, right? Um, it's also the concept of active planning. As I said, we're very active planners at the estate planning team. Um, we're, we're not the ones that really do you one financial plan and then never talk about it again. You know, you know, (laughs) that's not going to, you know, you need to be active at it, right? Um, you got to keep working at it if you want the best results. Um, so, so in this case, and this was a few years ago and we had the clients, Carrie, and, um, what was happening is, um, you know, they were they were getting going into retirement. It was, it was kind of like a, uh, you know, step down retirement. You know, you know, they were going from the full time to part time to no time. Right. So they're in that transition. And now year. they're having a good time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, and so, you know, because of that, you know, you know, I taught I mentioned before about the safe harbors. See, if, you know, a lot of times when you when you get your tax return done in April, let's say, okay, um, you know, chances are it, the robot or the software is going to put you on a previous year safe harbor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going it's, to, if it's kicking out those quarterly coupon estimates, it's going to, it's going to say, it's going to calculate those based on that you want to cover the previous year safe harbor which, which is the safest right and 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 you can't go wrong there right it's a no number right and it's it's the 100 percent previous year or if in the previous year you had adjusted gross income in excess of 150,000 for federal tax purposes you got to bump up to 110 percent right mm-hmm. it becomes 110 percent previous safe harbor Ohio's just 100 percent um, all right. So, you know, and, and another thing that, you know, the, the robots do is um, it's also going to make the assumption that whatever you had withheld in the previous year, either from payroll or IRA distributions or pensions or annuities, whatever, whatever, how much whatever withholding you had done the previous year, it's going to assume it's going to be exactly the same. Correct. Because it doesn't know any better. It's just going to default to the whatever the assumptions were in that previous year. Whatever the actual was right. the previous year. So it's going to say, if you don't tell the robot anything differently, chances are it's just assuming that whatever you withheld last year is what you're going to withhold this year. You know, that might not always be a good assumption, mm-hmm. especially in the case if you're in a scaled down retirement. Because if you're only making half the W-2 income than you did the previous year, obviously your withholding isn't going to be the same. Right. Now you could say, but Mark, the tax isn't going to be the same either. That's the point. So maybe you shouldn't even be using the previous year safe harbor because maybe if, if you know that your taxes this year are going to be a lot lower than last year, I'm not sure you even want to use the previous year safe harbor. So you want to make estimated payments because there's a good chance you're going to get a refund. Uh, yeah, so you right. have to do things to raise cash for money that you're going to uh, right. no interest loan from for the yeah, government. Yeah, you can see the catch 22. And so the idea is you don't have to use a previous year safe harbor. You can go on a current year safe harbor. And that just says pay in timely what you think you're going to owe in taxes this year. And by the way, that's harder to do, Carrie, right? Because you don't know until the year's done. So you got to guesstimate. 
And but the IRS, you know, the rules, the Congress, that rules say you don't have to hit it exactly, right? As long, you know, they give you a ten percent buffer. So as long as by the end of the, you know, time period, or you know, you've got uh, paid timely, you know, either through withholding or quarterly estimates or a combination of both, you know, you got at least ninety percent of your actual tax liability paid in. You're covered under the current year safe harbor. Remember last year with the new tax law problems, they lowered it to eighty five percent. Can you remember right. because of all the problems? Right, that was just the one year. Your payroll because that beautiful yeah. W4. By the way, it, we might have another issue in Ohio, Carrie, because, you know, Ohio retroactively pa- uh, passed a tax law change back to January 1. Remember that in the summer there was that big delay in the, you know, the uh, Ohio budget and everything? Right. Well, eventually, um, yeah, there, there was a there was an income tax, you know, cut. In Ohio, and but uh, it's going to be retroactive to January one of twenty nineteen. But they didn't have enough time to get the the, the new withholding tables out to all the payroll, you know, payroll departments. departments. Now, it's not, now they just recently did that, so it's going to kick in in twenty twenty. So there may be, we may be getting bigger Ohio refunds if you if you're having Ohio withholding done from like W you know from payroll. Um, but in either case, it, you may have to adjust what to the robot. Hey, you're even if you have the exact same taxable income for Ohio in 2020 as you did in 19, you might not have the same withholding. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Back to the issue. So. Um, so in this case, what the, you know, the client, you know, and that's what happened to this client, you know, they were, you know, the, 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 they, they, the, 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 he was paying estimates and withholding, it was starting withholding to cover the previous year safe Harbor. Okay. Even though, you know, getting into the year, but then, um, what happened though, um, another issue surfaced Carrie when we were having a review meeting with the client, Okay, you know, something that came up that no one saw coming, you know, not the CPA, not the investment advisor and not the client. And it had to do with the client's mother's mental health condition. Hmm. Okay. Um, so during the year, his 93 year old mom all of a sudden came down, you know, with the dementia and all of a sudden it became a big problem. And the family made a decision that for her own safety, that she had better be, you know, moved into a nursing home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember, we always say it's not your choice. When you say we hear how many people say I'm not going in a nursing home. Yeah. Well, no. when you need to go in a nursing home, yeah. you don't really, it's, and you don't have a say at that point. Nobody checks themselves in. All right. Um, now, in this case, though, she had no money to pay for it. Okay. okay. Luckily, our client does. Okay. All right. And they weren't going to try to get mom on Medicaid. You know, they're saying, no, we're going to get mom a private room and a nice nursing home that's close to us. And they luckily can't afford to do that. Right. Okay. Um, So, so for the first year, you know, we started, so I'm, you know, we're talking, so this is what's coming out in our year end planning. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And it's like, well, wait a second. Um, I said, well, I, you know, how much actually do you think are you going to, this is going to cost? And he was thinking, that, you know, they were going to pay about sixty-five to $70,000 of her medical expenses, mm-hmm. including the cost of the nursing home, right? Um, and, you know, so we started saying, well, you know, I said, well, have you talked to your CPA about the possibility of deducting that? Okay. And he said, well, Mark, what are you talking about? It's not our medical expense. It's my mom's medical expense. Right. And I said, yeah, but you're paying it. Okay. And your mom has no, you know, your own, in other words, mom's almost becoming your dependent. Okay. Um, and, you know, because normally they weren't planning on even itemizing. 
Okay, because their own medical costs were only running, you know, out of pocket three to five thousand a year. So they weren't even itemizing carry on their own, right? Mm-hmm. But if you add mom sixty to seventy thousand in, hmm, that's a different picture. Right. So coordination advisors, we get the CPA involved. Okay. So his CPA researches it and comes up with, you know, the green light. And saying, yeah, you know, based on the, you know, dependent parent rules and, you know, kind of just a synopsis of that is, um, you know, if you pay medical expenses for a dependent parent, okay, you can add those expenses to your own for itemized deduction purposes. Right now, this is a this is a this is a case by case example. You know, don't ask your neighbor if if they're getting a deduction for mom, their mom's. You know, you got to You got to do this on your own. All right. Um, and how do you become a dependent? Well, you know, you must pay over half of that person's support for the year. OK, um, so if you can pass a support test, you know, you can add the medical expenses paid for the supported person to your own medical expenses. OK. Mm-hmm. And now you're up and going. All right. So that was one thing. So now we know that we're in a different you know, tax. Period. So we're also now now we're saying, OK, well, that changes our thinking. Because one, we, you know, we said based on, you know, running a pro forma now with a huge medical expense that, you know, they don't need any more taxes paid in because now, you know, because remember, he was just following the previous year's safe harbor, the current year's safe harbor, they're already covered. So, you know, we say you can cut off the withholding. You don't have to make that fourth quarter estimate. He was happy about that. Okay. Um, And then we said now, but you might even want to go one step further. All right. And we said, you know, why don't you, you know, you know, what about, you know, when we ran the numbers with the CPA, we're realizing that they had more medical expenses right off with their other Schedule A now right. than they had taxable income. Hmm. So now they're in a zero tax bracket. Right. Okay. So now they're in a zero tax bracket and now they're just going to be waiting around for a big refund. Hmm. Okay. So we said, well, so let's start playing the tax limbo game. You know, how much more could you take out of IRA if you want to do a Roth conversion, whatever, okay, to max out the zero bracket? Would that be a place to start? But we said, but now let's, we have to also, though, check in with your investment advisor, coordination advisors. So now we get the investment advisor involved and we want to get the investment advisor to tell us what year to date realized capital gains are, Mm -hmm. okay, that because we needed that for our pro forma on a current year basis. Um, We also want to ask the investment advisor how long do we have to execute a Roth conversion? You mm-hmm. know, are they giving a drop dead date? Because, you know, under the current law, you know, and I mean, under the current circumstances, you're not the only one, you know, who's thinking about doing Roth conversions. Right. And every year there's, you know, 10,000 a day turning, you know, 70 and a half. And they have required minimums they're trying to get done a year. That's getting bottlenecked. Mm-hmm. So a lot we found that a lot of the custodians are giving drop dead dates, meaning, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Hack, you know, client, if you want to make sure we guarantee that we get your, you know, t- your Roth conversion or MRD done by December 31st, you have to have the good paperwork into us by December 10th or 15th or some right. number. Every company has a different drop dead date. So so now we know how much time we have to run these different scenarios. Mm-hmm. OK, because if your drop dead dates already passed, you don't have a lot of time. If you're dry, if you've got a month and a half, you got some time to run some numbers. Mm-hmm. This is why you don't wait. This is the time you know you start working on your urine planning. All right. So what we do is now we we um, so now all the advisors are working together mm-hmm. and the plans starting to get to, uh, come together. Right. So we ran. You know we you know so first of all obviously well how much could they take out in Roth to max out zero? 
Hmm. That's almost that's, a no-brainer. I was going right? to say that's a, that's the least they should do. That was going to be about six thousand. Mm, six thousand out tax free. Are you going to get? Is anyone going to get the IRA cheaper than that ever? No. Okay. Um, but we went so far. How about the ten percent bracket? The next bracket up. Because hmm. you know, because uh, that's still not okay. That's now about a twenty thousand. About mm, that's exciting. Huh? It's about a twenty thousand dollar Roth conversion, and you're still in the ten percent. Okay. Hmm. Um, how about maxing out the zero long term capital gain rate? Hmm. Okay. Um, you know, and that you know, and, and that you know, so we looked at that. That was about a seventy thousand dollar Roth conversion. And they still have a zero capital gains rate, so their total tax then, yeah, their tax is going to be about ten thousand. But remember, they already have eighteen thousand. He's got eighteen thousand paid in, mm-hmm. you know, from the because he was working on the previous year's day, right. So even if they maxed out the zero long term capital gain rate, that's a big movement in Roth, and he's still getting an eight thousand dollar refund. Hmm. Okay, we went one step further. Okay. How about the next threshold for them was maxing out the $170,000 MAGI for the Medicare premiums? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, you know, because that's the one that, if you, you know, if you don't understand that, you know, if you have a certain amount of income, you get that IRMA adjustment, right? And your Medicare premiums go up. So that's, you know, right now that's 170000 for married filing jointly. That's modified adjustment. You've got to take your AGI right. and add in your. Um, a tax exempt uh, municipal interest, but you know now also a note on that, Carrie. We expect those to be going up this year. So that hundred seventy thousand was frozen in the tax law for a while. That thawed this year, and so we expect that hundred seventy to go up by one one six one point seven percent. So when you when you get your you know notifications, that, you know on what your new Medicare premiums are. It's, if you're collecting Social Security, it'll come in your Social Security mm-hmm. benefit statement. You know you want to keep an eye on out that. So in that case, you could do about a seventy three thousand dollar Roth conversion. So and but he settled on maxing out the zero long term capital gains rate, but he was very happy in the end that he didn't even realize he wasn't even going to try to deduct the seventy thousand dollars of mom's medical expenses, and that's what led to a good effective year end plan. For and him. those are the things sometimes between the little things that make a plan great. And use those opportunities, and that's just a great example of how we help people. And we've been doing it for more than 34 years. We offer a free consultation um, or check out our website. We have newsletter. We'll have the classes soon for 2020 posted. And check out our previous shows and listen to our podcast through the website, um, or there's a link to it at financialfoodforthought.com, or give us a call at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Again, happy Veterans Day, happy Marine Corps birthday. But on Monday, I know Amazon Prime's doing for active duty and veterans um, a big discount program. Maybe that'll be an early uh, incentive. Um, I know a lot of restaurants do free meals. You have to have proof of veterans now. But um, there's a lot of things that people are doing uh, as a thank you to veterans out there. Oh, we got a few minutes left. So, you know, for some reason, President Trump always uses this song right at the end of his uh, campaign. Have you noticed that? No. Yeah. No, maybe because I watched the highlights. So, you know, at all his rallies, he always either begins or ends, you know, his with this song. Um, So... How does President Trump feeling about 
Michael Bloomberg running, Carrie. Um, well, if you remember, back in the 2016 election, Bloomberg was threatening or, you know, saying he may run. So this is going back to 2016. I love the competition. I love the competition. <laughs> I would love for Michael to do it. You know, we used to be friends. I guess we're not friends anymore. <laughs> I love Trump. But, yeah. but we used to be friends. Good friends. When I had a problem, he had a big problem in the Bronx. I cleared up the problem. There was a big project that was, they were unable to get it built. It was under construction for like 25 years. Way, way over budget. I took it over. I got it knocked up in one year. And now it's a tremendous success. Michael asked me if I'd get involved in it, and I'm the one that got it done and did a great job. Well, it could be competitive. I hope he's going to do it. I mean, I hope he's going to. I don't know that he is. There's a lot of murmurs. I hope he's, that he might do it. You've listed your net worth as about $10 billion. Forbes says we just checked the $36.5 billion for Michael Bloomberg. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't think he's a technology company. I mean, if somebody came in, frankly. I think, I think it's more like 40 or $50 billion. Sorry, Donald. I don't even know why. I have no idea. I don't even know why other companies haven't come up with a better machine. I mean, why? I mean, so simple. They come up in such a competitive world, but for some reason, they haven't come up with a machine. I don't know. So remember, this is 2016. I don't know. Right. But they haven't come up, and it's you would still think. no filter. So right? I think it's very fragile. I like real estate better. If he says he's ready to spend a billion dollars of his own money to be elected president, are you ready to match him dollar for dollar? I, I don't if know. You're the Republican I don't know. Nominee? I don't think he's going to do that. I don't think he's going to run, actually, but I may be wrong, but I don't think he's going to run. Why don't you well, he was right. I'm he didn't run so in 16. If he comes in, he'd self fund. I'm the only person self funding. Everyone else, I mean, Ted Cruz is totally, totally conditioned down to the oil companies. I mean, the oil companies control. So you get the you get the picture, you know. So I, I don't know. I mean, Bloomberg's older than Trump, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think he's seventy-seven. Um, so I, I say, Carrie, you know, is this what it's going to come down to? I don't. I don't Two know. old I white billionaire non-outside Washington outsiders in a cage uh. match. I think I'll take it over. I'm ready. Let's roll, Carrie. I'll take it over any socialist. Get us out of here. All right. Well, have a great weekend. Uh, Stay warm. And if you need help with any of these issues, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Go Bucks. Next week for more financial food for thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.